Welcome to season two of the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education across the globe. I'm Karen Sarah Watson. I'm not only the host, but I am a teacher. This podcast is for people who want to better understand the experience of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to season two of the Warriors of Education podcast. I am thrilled today and honored to have on Donovan Taylor Hall. He is a youth advocate and educator that teaches kids how to build a positive self-identity. He has been featured on the Today Show, Now This, Daily Mail TV, sorry, and several podcasts to talk about the importance of positive youth development. I am honored that you're on my podcast. And the one thing that I'm so impressed is, is he's also known as the other Mr. Rogers, known as Mr. Donovan. So Mr. Donovan, Mr. Rogers is on my podcast. I'm so thrilled. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. I, I think that the name of your podcast is one of the best names I've heard for the work that we do, which is Warriors of Education. And I just really, really, uh, I'm really honored to be here to share any of this stuff with you. And Mr. Rogers is a big name to love to, but there hasn't been many people doing this kind of work the way I want to do. So he's he's been my biggest aspiration. That's amazing. Well, he, I mean, he's everybody's hero. And so... Anyway, I am I am a huge fan of the work you're doing. So let's just talk about you. I want to find out how you became Mr. Donovan. So can you give me a little background to yourself? Sure. I mean, uh, it's it's kind of a, an interesting story. I'm not a traditional teacher, so I didn't actually go to school for education. Um, but I started working with kids in positive youth development programs. So I taught like gymnastics. I taught acting. I taught kids like public speaking, uh, how to fly drones. I taught kids like leadership. I basically did all of these different things that really allowed me to see kids outside of academics. And I think that that was a really big blessing because it helped really establish the work I wanna do, which is how do we lift these parts of kids up? And, and not only how do we lift it up, but making that bridge between when kids feel good about themselves, they show up differently in their learning. And for a lot of kids, they haven't really had the opportunity. So. When I started to do these skills for myself, the skills I teach kids, I realized, you know, what if we taught kids this at an earlier age and how powerful that opportunity would be for them to really thrive instead of just kind of getting through it. And uh, um, this has been my vision and my dream for years. And so it feels really amazing to have the opportunity to do and share it. But um, it really comes from, to tell you the truth, it really comes from uh, not having this work for myself as a kid. And I really struggled a lot um to feel valued and seen and safe um and i think that that's something that we don't provide enough for kids and so sometimes education becomes this enemy for kids because it doesn't make them feel safe when learning and education is about your growth and your expansion as a person but if you don't feel safe then how do we do that so i try to create work and skills for kids to help build inner safety um, and make learning safe for them and make it something that is more about their growth and versus like their value in the world. Right. So this is something you dealt with as a child and it inspired you to make a difference for other children, something that you didn't have for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hated myself to be completely honest. I really just didn't like who I was and I struggled a lot with feeling seen and feeling like I mattered. And I think that we focus so much on getting other people to see us and to, and to think that we matter that it really starts with us seeing ourselves. And so a lot of the work I do with kids, it feels kind of like I'm doing this 
for myself just as much. Um, I'm doing this for, you know, little Donnie who struggled silently, who suffered silently. I got good grades. You know, I had friends, I had, I had teachers who liked me and stuff like that, but I still didn't have a connection to myself. And so um, that's my kind of commitment in my work in the world is how do I help to connect to themselves so they can go with themselves in a positive way wherever they go, whatever they do, they're with themselves in a positive way. So how long have you been working in this, this type of program that you've developed? Um, so I've been indirectly teaching this stuff for about nine years, um, but I started, I made like a commitment. I actually like had a party and I invited my friends and it was called when I grow up, I want to be, and everyone had to like dress up what they wanted to be when they were kids. And that's actually when I openly said, Hey, I want to, I want to be something big for kids. And I think, um, the route that I'm going in terms of creating content and having a show for kids is because I don't want to be a teacher that they like are that is forced upon them. You know, I want to be a teacher that kids choose, and I want to be able to create this work and create space for this work that's not attached to grades, so kids can really find it and just learn from it versus like thinking that this is like an assignment or a test or a quiz. Um, but it's it's been interesting to see where this path has kind of taken me from you know being 21 and not even knowing I wanted to work with kids to being where I am now. So um, I know you taught for a bit. So you were a middle school teacher. Um, was it difficult bringing this curriculum into a classroom in, a, in, a, in an environment where it is all about testing? It's all about the academics. Like how difficult was that for you to do that? I mean, I, it is, you know, universe sense because the school that I taught at, big shout out, Impact Academy, Hayward, um, Hayward, California, they really wanted this work for kids and they had an extra class that was like a, you don't have to be a credential teacher. It's kind of like a teacher pipeline program. And so usually the teachers who would come in were people who were like, I kind of want to get my feet wet. I want to see what it's like to teach kids. But for me, I was like, yo, I have my own curriculum. Like I'm ready to go. And so they put me in there and that class really shaped and became this place about personal growth for kids. And so my community supported it a hundred times my principal, my vice principal, Omar and Joel were amazing. They looked the work up in a lot of beautiful ways. And I, I just feel really lucky that I had that experience because I know in a lot of schools, there is no space for it. Right. I mean, I can tell you right now, I do not know in, in, in sort of in my area of places, of places that um, have any room for that. Like, I just think about... <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about just, I teach in an elementary school, so I'm not in a middle school. It is definitely needed in middle school, but I feel like it, it, it even starts earlier than that. And with the amount of work that they're placing on teachers in terms of testing and getting kids college ready, this is a big thing right now is get the kids college yeah. ready. They're not including these these important skills, these, these youth empowerment skills or just self skills yeah. and and it's such a disservice for the children because that's where suffering comes from so i i mean i i love what you're doing and i just i wish so much that <laughs> administrators or you know bigger off would hear this podcast and say oh you know i we need that too we really need to work on that tell me a little bit about the self skills that you work with with the children yeah, it, you know, it, it's interesting because people will say like, you know, other teachers should 
to should do this or teach this and I've, i'm like no they shouldn't like you should have a teacher who teaches this this is its own class this is its own work and to ask a math teacher who has a job to do right and ask an english teacher who has a job to do to incorporate this stuff it, it doesn't it's not fair and in, in a lot of ways i think i i left the school system because that is not a part of like the regular educational experience so far and my hope and my dream is that the more that i make this a public thing the more that we can have conversations and people like you and I come together youth advocates and say we need a change we need something different because there are people out there who want to do this work with kids who aren't educated because they're that's not the path you know so i have people i have people emailing me all the time saying what program did you study how can i get credentialed in what you're teaching and i'm like nothing <laughs> i didn't do anything like I don't want to tell you what I did because I had to do it all on my own and it was tough and difficult. So um, I work with kids on what I call self skills. And basically my goal with this work is to teach them two things, right? How to build a positive self identity. And when I talk to kids, it's how to become your own best friend, but then also how to um, learn how to take care of themselves mentally and emotionally, because those are things that I feel like are missing. And so much of our suffering as young adults and older adults comes from what happened to us when we were kids and the self-talk that we did and how we believed in our ability to learn and grow. Those things have impacted us in such negative ways, not just kids in classrooms, but everyone. And so um, I focus, you know, there's, there's posters and stuff that will say like, be nice, be kind. And that's kind of like where it stops for the most part. And I wanted to find something that were, there were actually skills, like actual tools that I could give kids that when they're struggling, they can use a formula, they can use like this work, this skill to get themselves through it in a positive way. I teach uh, three skills. Um, there's tons of stuff that go into each one, but the first one is self-talk, um, how kids talk to themselves about themselves. Um, the second one is growth mindset, which is huge right now. And it's so important. Um, how do I learn and grow as a person and be compassionate with myself? Um, not just in school, but outside of school, right? As I'm growing as a person, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to struggle, right? Like I don't have to be a fixed thing. I can grow and change and evolve into whatever I want to. And then the last one is gratitude because uh, gratitude in a lot of ways is a very altruistic skill that helps other people and helps them. But my goal with the, the self skills is transformation, right? Self-talk when it's positive and it's growth oriented can transform the way kids see themselves, like literally. Uh, growth mindset can transform the way kids see learning and growth. And then gratitude can transform the way that they see the world. Like giving them these skills to transform their inner landscape is going to show in their outer landscape. And I think that that's why self-skills are important. And, and I don't hold it against other teachers for not teaching this stuff because it's taken us a long time to learn these things, but we know better now, you know? And so you have all these youth advocates like you and people who are listening, who are really passionate about it. People are saying, well, yeah, we should be teaching kids these things. And that's really beautiful to me because we, we should be giving kids more and more tools as we evolve to take care of themselves because we need kids who have a strong sense of self. Um, we need kids that come from a place of humanity and not just a place of fear. Right, right. I mean, I think it's, it's, 
It's so funny. It was just reminding me, um, I, I would, I'm a theater teacher, so I have a little bit more room to talk about, like, um, about self. And um, I teach the little ones. So today I read a book just on feelings, but we really got into feelings. Like one of the, one of the things was like, I'm scared. And it talks about someone who's really scared. And it allowed the kids to just talk about things that scared them that I don't think anybody ever asks them. Like, what are you scared about? And then to be like, it's, it's totally fine to be scared. And which is again, why I think the work that you do even, even translates to just a younger generation to the, to the little ones, but just in a simplified way. But I think that's, um, I think it's amazing. And I, I do think that what schools are missing is someone like you to come in separately so that it's true. And I, I, I really, I really appreciate the fact that you said that about teachers that we've got so much on our plate, or I should say other teachers, because again, I'm a theater teacher, but like regular yeah. teachers have so much on their plate, just teaching skill, you know, teaching, you know, what they need to teach in class that there isn't a lot of time to really get into feelings. And I try to do that as a theater teacher, but I think they need it, need it, need it even more with the work yeah, that you're and, doing. And, you know, Karen, I, I've been studying this stuff for years. Like, like I got super obsessed with, I took an educational psychology class and I was like, what, why are we not teaching kids this stuff? Why are we not teaching kids how to self-regulate and how to build motivation? And then I started to kind of create a curriculum around all these skills that we were missing. And, and I, you know, if I had to teach math, oh my gosh, those poor kids. Right. If I had to teach any kind of science class, listen, they had me teach science for a year and like for a half a year. And I never taught it. Like I did terrible in science. It was, trust me, (laughs) you do not want to be a science teacher if it's not something you're skilled at. So (laughs) my kids would be like, oh, I wish all my teachers taught what you taught. And I was like, hey, you would be so confident in yourself and not know anything. Anything. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, and, and I, and I, I get really, I push back on that a lot. I, I, in every podcast I've done, every post I've done, I've never pointed at teachers and been like, you should be doing this because I understand that they are teaching and they need all sorts of teachers. But I feel like this is just the missing link, right? And I think that it's, it's crucial because it, it shows up in their other classes. So, you know, when I teach growth mindset, like I can see when those kids go to math class that they have a fixed mindset in math. I'm not good at math. And so instead of saying like, you can do it, you can do it. It's like, yo, what did you learn about in flex, which is our class? What did you learn about in flex? Which is like, that's a fixed mindset, right? So the teachers were able to like use the same language because they know that they're learning that and be like, okay, what's a growth, what's a growth mindset statement? And it's like, I have to keep practicing. I can get better if I try, or I can get better if I practice. And so it complements it and it supplements it beautifully. Um, and it gives kids a chance to really like own their growth and own the way that they think about themselves. I think we don't talk to kids enough about their growth. Like we don't talk to them about what they're going through. We talk down to them about it as if it's their fault that they're 12 or 13, right? But we don't talk to them about, yo, like your brain is evolving and changing and just things are difficult. And also you can be in charge of it. You can retrain and grow your brain in positive growth oriented ways. And to see kids take ownership of that is beautiful. It's amazing. Um, that's my favorite thing about teaching. Right. So when you talk about making learning safe, what do you what do you mean by that? So I focus a lot on identity and identity. I think that there's lots of really beautiful pieces of the identity, beautiful and challenging pieces to talk about identity. 
you think about age, you think about, you know, gender, race, um, orientation, learning ability, like body ability and stuff like that. There's a lot of things, but I, I really focus on the humanity identity. And so what I've seen, especially with middle schoolers is that if they don't feel safe, if it's not safe to make a mistake, if it's not safe to be a beginner, if it's not safe to struggle in something, then they're gonna push it away, right? And so for me, it's it's really about establishing what we're doing and really like from a couple of practices that are huge for me are like talking about we're in the learning phase and the performance phase. Learning means like ask questions, guess, get things wrong, Pat yourself on the back for trying, right? And then perform, that's a whole different thing, but you don't have to perform when you're learning something new, right? If, 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 if everyone was supposed to know this, then why am I teaching this, right? So literally normalizing asking questions, normalizing and celebrating trying, even if they get something wrong, because it's saying that you're putting effort into figuring out how to make this work. Um, recognizing that people learn differently. And that, that is something to not just recognize, but appreciate and really kind of celebrate. Um, because other people, when you create learning environments that is safe for people to learn in whatever way they need to learn, other people can find new ways to learn. Maybe that they didn't know that they could learn that way. And so I think that helping the kids know that they're valued and they're safe for being here. I'm just happy you're here, right? I love you just as much as if you have all fours as you do all zeros. That is like a huge, huge thing for me to tell them because then they know, okay, well, this person cares about me. And something that kids say a lot that really blows my mind and it really blows a lot of teachers' minds because I think we think that they don't, they don't think this, but a lot of kids think if I have bad grades, then that teacher doesn't like me. And if that teacher doesn't like me, I'm not safe in their class. So when that teacher is trying to help me, that feels like an attack. Like, I'm good, leave me alone. So you have kids who shut down, you have kids that act up. I had a girl who every time she went into math, she was like, oh, time to be a class clown. So she could get kicked out because she would rather be kicked out on her own terms than to have to face the reality that math is hard for her. And that she, if it's hard for her, then she's not as good as everyone else around her. And if she's not as good, then she's not safe. And I think that making learning safe for kids and reminding them that asking for help and asking for support and making mistakes and trying and putting practice and effort in, it's about growth and not about grades. That really helps that it becomes safe. You know, I'm like, your grades are just a way for us to see where you're at. Right. That's it. But there's right. so much pressure around grades for a lot of reasons. And obviously grades are important, but at the same time, if we're, if we're asking kids to work towards grades, we're not focused on their growth. Right, a kid who has who went from a D to a B, it's still not an A. It's still not good enough, or an F to a D. That's growth, right? right? But it's still a bad grade. So of course they're not going to feel good about it. You know, I wish so much. It's fine because I come from the perspective of, of of teachers and and warriors of education. I'm really talking about the teachers and their experiences, and I love this work. But I, I wish we had this work for teachers too, because we need to hear that too. Because we don't hear about our own growth as teachers. Yeah. I only hear when I am doing something wrong or when I'm doing something that's perceived as wrong. That is all I hear as, as a teacher. And yeah. I, I rarely, if any, I get it from the children and every once in a while I get it from the parents, but from, my, from an administration point um, or higher above, it's like I never hear that. And I think the point that you're saying 
apply also to the way teachers are and, and, and positive identity and, and making learning safe and making teaching safe. I think all of the points that you are saying are so important for teachers to hear this because it's something that we need too. I mean, I obviously we need to do this for the children and I think that's the point of this, but I'm just listening to from the perspective of a teacher saying, man, I wish I had this in my life. I wish someone would hear this and say, you know what, we need to, we need to really tell our teachers that they're worth something that they yeah. mean something. And I, I mean, it, no, go ahead. Sorry, I just, I just feel it because, you know, the thing is it's human work. And I think that you can apply that almost to anyone because we, we don't live in a culture of growth and appreciation. We live in a culture of perfectionism and a culture of achievement. And I think that that's something that's really tough because every single day teachers have something to be proud of, but if they don't have spaces where people are lifting that up and they don't have that own internal tools, which is not their fault. And they're not going to see that. It's the same thing with parents. You know what I mean? I talk to the parents, I make parents cry all of the time by just being like, hey, you're doing a really good job. And also like, look at the way that you've grown, look at the way that you're supporting them. And they're like, oh, I need this. I need this. I think we all really need that kind of growth oriented, not just like, I appreciate you, but really saying like, look at what you've done far you've come look at how hard you've worked to get where you are right now I think anytime we can give ourselves a chance to do that I mean to tell you the truth I'm I am my self-esteem has never been lower than it is right now because I am restarting what seems like my career moving from teaching to you know content creation and I have to like I have to like be my own teacher right now I have to be kind to myself because I'm like you're not doing enough you're not as good as other people you're making mistakes you should not be messing up and I'm like yo that's my learner identity and my learner identity is so mean to myself my learner identity is so tough on me and so I've had to make learning safe for me I mean I haven't said this out loud to anyone but I'm going to be completely honest with you I'm sitting down trying to make my website which I have a very fixed mindset around like getting my words out and articulating them in a succinct way online. And I almost cried because I was so like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you're not good at this, you're not good at this. And I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't had to be a learner in a long time. And as soon as I started, my identity, my learner identity came out and just beat me up. And so now I'm like, gratitude, self-talk, growth mindset, gratitude, self-talk, growth mindset over yes. and over again. That's to like make like learning safe for me. You yeah. Know? You need your own work. We all need <laughs> your work. I mean, I find myself doing it all the time. Like, you know, I was thinking the other day that because I don't get any positive feedback in my job, you know, I got really depressed one day and I just said, I don't know what the point is. And I had mm -hmm. to just like pull myself out of those that I, I, I didn't want to let them win by, by, yeah. you know, whatever they feel about me, you know? Right. And I, I just thought, you know, I have to find everyday achievements or I am not going to make it. This is my 17th year. And if I don't start finding my own gratitude for myself, yeah. then I'm not going to make it. So I know how you feel. I have yeah. been there. I have started yeah. over before. I have mm -hmm. come from nowhere. You know, I, I know exactly where you're, but the thing is, you know, I'm, not, I'm like encouraging you, but I'm saying yeah. the work you do is so important and the lives you're changing are so important that I hope that you can grasp onto that and realize that the difference you're making for these children is like, it's not going to just make help their lives, but it's going to help the people that they're with and the people that eventually they teach or, you know, it goes on for generations. Listen, yes. you have, what does it say here? You have 
um, you've uploaded your seventh graders on TikTok. You have more than a million views on TikToks, man. Like that is incredible. People are listening to you and, you know, give yourself a boost too, but it's okay to cry. We all do that. We all have our learners in ourselves. I've learned so much from you just about myself, about the learner in myself, constantly putting myself down and, and, and kind of putting myself in that space. But we all have to learn about self-talk, yeah. definitely. And I think, yeah, go ahead. Well, just look, look at how good you are giving that to me, right? And here we are sitting in proof of your accomplishment and your growth, season two, right? season two of your passion and advocacy, right? We're sitting in this growth, right? But we're so good. I think especially as teachers, we're so good at giving and we're so good at lifting other people up. But I think because we work within a system that doesn't lift us up, right? That it's tough for ourselves, but we can learn to do it. And so when you said, I need, I need to, to figure out my victories, you deserve to figure out and, and to celebrate your growth, not just need to, you deserve it in like in a positive kind of way. Cause I've, I'm even being tough on myself around that where I'm like, you should be proud of yourself. Why aren't you proud? I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> chill out, chill out. But it's, I think um, it's been a blessing to have teachers as audiences because that's something I've been able to do for them is to be like, I see you and you work so hard. Not just the teachers that are super outgoing, I was a theater teacher too, which is why like, I know I love your energy already. Um, but there's like every type of teacher that cares about their kids and that wants them to grow, even if they don't express it the same way I do, all of anyone who's a youth advocate deserves to be celebrated and lifted up because to be a youth advocate is to be a, an advocate for humanity. They are the building blocks of humanity. And so the work that we're doing, you say like theater is huge. Theater is important. It's one of the only ways kids can even incorporate their imagination in a, in a valuable way, right? What, where else are kids allowed to express themselves like that? And so I look at you and I think the same thing of like, wow, I'm so grateful that your kids have you. I'm so grateful that the teachers around you have you in their community to play this role that is crucial and important. Oh, thank you. I mean, thank you. Yeah. Um, it, it has just been, it's been such a thrill to talk to you. And I really hope that, um, well, I just really want to ask you before I end is that now that you're here and you're, you're doing it, you're like doing the work, like where, what is your, what is your Cadillac? Like, where do you want to go from here? What do you ultimately want to see yourself doing? My dream is to be a TV show host for kids. My dream is, and, and to be bigger, not because I want to be on TV, but my dream is that I live in a world that if a kid is upset and a kid is feeling alone and a kid is feeling confused, they know that they can come and they can watch my stuff and then they can learn to take care of themselves. I want, because I was that kid that didn't know who I could go to. And I love my mom, right? But for my own personal reasons, I didn't want to burden her, right? As kids, we want to take care of the adults in our life. And I think that there are so many kids who suffer silently. And my dream is to become big enough that when they're suffering, they know that they have this resource for them. So whatever it turns into, whether it's public speaking or coaching or TV shows, like I just want to be someone that kids can turn to when they're alone and they're feeling like they're, they don't have the tools they need until we start to see the shift in education, which is coming, it's on its way. Yeah, um, you have an audience. You've got an audience yeah. out here. <laughs> <laughs> the homies but um, yeah I, just, I feel really I feel really excited so right now I'm coaching kids which has been a blessing because leaving the classroom 
miss, I miss my kids. I miss kids. I miss, they are the ones that remind me why I'm doing my work. And as much as I love talking to adults, it, it hurts to not be close to them. And so having coaching has been a really beautiful way to support kids one-on-one -on -one and develop relationships that way. But I do coaching and I'm going to start just pushing so much more content. Like people are about to get so annoyed with me because I have like a whole content empire that I'm building right now. Um, but yeah, I just, and until then, I, I really want to encourage if, if anyone listening to this is, is passionate about this and wants to talk, like reach out because I think that my strengths lend myself to do bigger public work right? Like influencer work, but everyone who cares about this work, I want to connect. I want us to be a network because we all need to lift these kids up and in lifting these kids up also lift ourselves. Amazing. Amazing. And let me, let me say to you that I, um, I really hope that, um, if you need an assistant, um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on your TV show. Bring me on. That's amazing. I it's going to happen. It's going to happen and it's going to be incredible and you Donovan Taylor Hall are just an amazing human being and a teacher and an advocate and what the world needs now is Rogers. So I'm glad that um, we have someone like you coming through. So thank you for being on the Warriors of Education podcast. I will post all of your, so he's Donna Friend on um, Instagram. What are you on and what's your YouTube and what's all your? Everything. I'm so surprised that that's not a thing, but I am Dono Friend. So if you type Dono Friend in, it pulls up my YouTube, it pulls up my Instagram, it pulls up my TikTok. It, that's my name. So if anyone is interested in, and please reach out if you're interested in coaching, if you're interested in just talking, um, I'm happy to support and, and, and know also that I have felt like a, on an island for a long time. And because of people like you, Karen, and, and opportunities like this, I see that we're a bunch of islands and we just got to connect, you know, and we will be so powerful. So thank you so much for this opportunity. And making the world a better place. That's what you're doing. Yes. Thank you so much. We're doing. That's what we're doing. Yes, exactly. Thanks again for being on Warriors. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Warriors of Education. This podcast is produced by me, Karen Sarah Watson, edited by Alitza Renzi, and recorded in Brooklyn, New York. Make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you download podcasts. If you are a teacher or know a teacher who would like to share a story, contact us at Warriors of Education at gmail.com or on our website, warriorsofeducation.com. Teachers, we hear you, we see you, we honor you. Thank you.